The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, everyone. Hope you are not in the snow. I mean, we have snow in Pittsburgh, but I hope you're safe. Let me say it like that. Well, this is really a somewhat emotional show for me because it will be the last time I've had Judy on as the executive director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA, but surely it will not be the last time I've had her on. But it is going to be just uh, an enormous, enormous loss to all of us in Western and Central PA that fight every day with epilepsy. She is just one of the very best people I know. And Judy, how does it feel to think you are retiring? That's number one. And number two, how could you leave Pittsburgh? How could you ever do that? Uh, I don't know. Oh, to both questions. Um, what, what was the first question? How does it feel? Knowing, um, knowing that you'll be retiring. Well, you know, it's something that I thought about uh, more than a year ago because um, I thought, you know, I wanted to move close to my daughter, you know, and um, I've always liked sunshine and beaches and that sort of thing. So uh, we were spending some vacation time down in St. Augustine, Florida, and I started looking at some condos that were on the beach and... uh, Mike and I decided on buying that condo, and I think about a little over a year ago in December, I was having my executive review, and I thought at that particular time, you know, they were asking me about the future of the organization and that sort of thing, and I said, well, you know, I'm going to be retiring, and they said, when? And I said, in March of 2014, and this was in December of 2012. And I said that I would be retiring in March. And they said, why did you pick March? I said, because it will be the 20th anniversary of the Mardi Gras, and I definitely want to be there for that. And so that was my decision to uh, wait until that particular time. But I'll tell you what, Joyce, that time went by very, very quickly. And I'm still very, very enmeshed in it on a daily basis of uh, what's going on in this office. So... Um, I, uh, you know, I don't feel like I'm leaving yet. You know, I'm still 24/7. You know, how will you think about your 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 place? You know, I sort of think about the Epilepsy Foundation that way too. Mm-hmm. But I know that I'm leaving it in excellent, excellent hands. Um, every staff person that I have, you know, I admire greatly, and I know that they're going to carry on the work and the passion and the mission of the Epilepsy Foundation, Western Pennsylvania. I have no doubt about that. Uh, the person who's taking my place started here 20 years ago, and you know she has very you know, a very good working knowledge of 
everything that goes on here, and um, she knows a lot of the people. She knows the board members. She's worked with the board members, and I, I, I just know that I'm leaving the Epilepsy Foundation in, in very good hands. I probably wouldn't be able to do it if I didn't know that. Well, yes, you are. And as that far as leaving mean, Pittsburgh, I can't believe mean it. We are still not going to miss you. I know, and I still can't believe I'm leaving Pittsburgh. I mean, I love Pittsburgh. I'm one of those people who love Pittsburgh and always have. Um, so, you know, this is, that's going to be very hard. That's going to, it's going to be very hard to leave Pittsburgh, even with the winter that we've just had. Uh, well, Judy, you've done so much for so many people living with epilepsy, uh, so well-known in, you know, nationally, but certainly in Pittsburgh for all you've done. But I see we have a caller on the line right now. Let, let me call back in. I'm on a, a speaker and I can't get off. That's my technology. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> we'll wait for you. I recognize that voice. Do you, Judy? Do I. Yes, I do. Very well. Oh, my gosh. And I miss him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, um, yes, Joyce, yes, this is a, a huge decision, and, and I, you know, but the way that I look at it is that does not mean that I cannot come back. You know, it's not as if I'm going to the ends of the earth and, you know, I, I can't come back to Pittsburgh if I chose to, or that I can spend a lot of time in Pittsburgh. I'm sure that I will be spending time in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I'm looking for apartments now, but don't tell Mike that. You <laughs> may hear, possibly. <laughs> you know what I mean. He, he may hear you talking. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. We have Tony back. Tony, do we have you? Yes, you do. I oh. heard somebody say, I hope he didn't hear me. No, that was oh, not you. No, <laughs> she just was saying. That wasn't mine. I, I was talking. I'm sorry. That's all right. She said something um, that she wanted to do. Then she said, I hope my husband didn't hear that. I said, well, I bet he did now. <laughs> he sure did. I bet. I hope um, not. <laughs> Joyce, it's a great to be on this show. There's nobody uh, besides you in the epilepsy movement that has done more for me than Judy Painter. Um, when I took over the CEO job because of some of our problems and then trying to work out those problems and then uh, looking for a new CEO and so forth, Judy Painter was behind me 100% all the time, kicking me in the butt a few times, but basically very, very supportive. I could not have done it without her. Um, Judy, we're going to miss you uh, I love you. You know that. Um, you're you know that a, I love you, and you know that you're making me cry. Yeah. Well, the the we could not have succeeded without your straightforwardness, your ability to um, be supportive, but also to tell us the truth. And so um, there are very few people who have impacted my life like you do, and uh, Joyce knows that that means something because she knows who has impacted my life. And and, um, you've, and you've impacted great. so many other people's lives, Tony. You well, really. you've been great, and you've helped so many people out there in Pittsburgh, but all around the country in the things that you stood for. And Every time we asked you to do something on the National Foundation, you uh, did it, and we always went to you when we were looking for somebody. And, and so uh, the foundation is... Uh, 
uh, in Pittsburgh is one of the best in the country, uh, if not the best in the country. And it's because of you and your team. I heard you applauding your team, and that's right. They're a great group. Uh, but because of you and your team, and um, you're just a wonderful, wonderful person. I heard that you were leaving Pittsburgh. I don't know what that means. Um, um, it means I'm going to be living on the beach like you do. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, anyway uh, just love you and respect you uh, more than you'll ever know. So thank you very much. Thank you. I love you and respect you. Thank you, Tony, for calling in. As far as I'm concerned, Judy, there couldn't be a higher compliment. No, there couldn't be. Thank you, dear. All right. Bye-bye. Love Bye. you, Tony. Love Bye-bye. you, Tony. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. There couldn't be a higher compliment. I'm not just saying that, but Tony Quello, who author of the ADA, living with epilepsy forever, helping the National Foundation, but anyone that knows Tony, you know, he either likes you or he doesn't. <laughs> that's true. So that's a great compliment. It is a great compliment, and I appreciate everything so much, uh, his support over the years for all the things that we're doing and for people with epilepsy. You know, he's certainly someone who has brought it to the foreground more than anyone else and um, and speaks openly about it and is not ashamed of it. And, you know, if we can carry that message from him to every single person, what yes. a wonderful world it would be. Yes, isn't that true? You know, um, Judy, I have been thinking about different things throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Tony got on, what I was thinking about is that time that I was going to be volunteer of the year. Yes. And I know I and could not be told, it. and I wasn't going, remember? Yes. And then, Paul, I had to work with you and Tony to get me there. Yes. Oh, wow. So, so many funny. things like that. I there, know. And there we got you so there, and you, and you were absolutely surprised. I was. Because yes. there, under no circumstances was I, was I going to say, you have to be there, you're winning this award. Yeah. We had to work it out. And I knew that Tony could make you come. Yep, that was right. You know, let's see, if you're listening to this show, you, you just can't imagine the rich history that we have with Judy Painter. Paula, Mary, and I, we love her so much, our whole office does, but people everywhere that know Judy, they admire her so much, but we have been involved in so many things. Of course, one of the biggest, soon coming up, will be the Mardi Gras. But, you know, Judy, I did want to ask you this. When you first started, when you first started the Epilepsy Foundation, yes. how large was the office? One person. That's it. It was me. Yes, uh, the board of directors interviewed me in their offices, you know, at PNC Bank, you know, the executive offices in PNC Bank. Uh, I was interviewed, and I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm going to be working for a foundation because I had worked as a director of development for United Several Palsy uh, in Pittsburgh uh, for some time and put on telethons. So, and, and raising money is not an easy task. Mm-mm. So I heard, uh, you know, I'm in this, you know, executive office of PNC in Pittsburgh, and uh, they're interviewing me, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, you know, this is a foundation. We're going to have all kinds of money, and, you know, I'm not going to have to raise money ever again. You know, how, how wonderful can that be? 
So, you know, they did hire me and, you know, um, told me where to go to my office. My office ended up being a shelter workshop uh, that we had offices, and you know, it's something that I'm totally against. Um, and where but, was that at? It was called the Re- Vocational Rehab Center at that particular time. Is is it still where I think it is? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes, I remember. Okay, now I got it. So you were in a little office there. I had 600 square feet in there, and I didn't have a door. I had a cubicle, and there were, I think, uh, three other cubicles in an area you know, for for uh, receptionists. And the one cubicle area took up the copy machine, I think. Not coffee, copy. Uh, oh, my goodness gracious. We didn't have computers at that particular time. Um, we did, I think, somebody who ever had, you know, was before me had a computer, but, you know, they got it uh, from the television set or I don't know where they got it. It wasn't online, and they had a printer that, you know, like you could hear it clicking. It was as, as if it were a electric typewriter going across the board, you know, every time you, you printed something. Um so I went to that office, and somebody handed me a Where to Turn book for United Way. That was my training, and you know, I just started answering telephone calls. And the more phone calls I answered, the more I saw the need. The stories that I heard about you know, people being fired because they had epilepsy, uh, you know, a nurse in a doctor's office because she couldn't get to work because she lost her driver's license, uh, parents whose children uh, were being uh, bullied and made fun of and asking for information to be sent to them in a plain brown uh, envelope and, and please don't put the Epilepsy Foundation down as a return address. And, and just you know, like heartbreaking stories that I heard every single day that I knew immediately that I had to get a program director. And uh, lo and behold, there really, you know, the word foundation didn't really mean anything because there wasn't any money in the bank and there was barely enough money to pay staff, to pay me. You know, So I knew at that particular time if I wanted to get paid and I wanted to pay my staff, that I had to raise the money in order to do that. And so I was just talking today. Somebody called up on the phone this morning and said, you know, hi, this is so-and-so from central Pennsylvania, Gives and uh, someone wants to give you a a grant because uh, you sent me your 501c3 letter, and I said yes. And I said, did we apply for this grant? And she said, no. It's just a donor uh, decided that they wanted to give you a grant. And uh, please send us your 501c3. And Rick Boyle happened to be in the office. I said, Rick, you know. I can't believe how hard I worked in the beginning, you know, when I was by myself and with very few staff members, and some of the things that we accomplished. Uh, and if somebody had given me $5,000, I mean, I, I was ready to, you know, they were God to me. They were God's gift to me, you know, if I would get $5,000. Um, my first run walk that I had with the Pittsburgh Pirates, I had 1,200 people show up at the event. And that's a lot of people. And the reason 1,200 people showed up at the event was uh, for $25, I gave them a T-shirt, a tailgate party, an entertainment book. You know, So everybody came. 
Um, and we didn't have little walkie-talkies in those days. We didn't have different colors shirts. It was just mayhem. I never expected, you know, that many people to show up. Um, so it's just amazing. It was just one of those things, putting one foot in front of the other, another foot in front of the other, listening to people with epilepsy, to, you know, having the passion for the cause, and all the people that I work for and with um, were, were just outstanding. Wow. It's starting your own business, basically, Joyce. If you remember starting your business and the fear, you know, like you have fear, you know, like, am I going to succeed? Am I going to make payroll? You know, I used to have to, it was my job to do everything in, in his office, including, you know, paying the government payroll taxes. I had a checkbook that had carbon copies underneath, and I would fill these things out and, and make checks and, and and I didn't have ADP. I wrote the checks and and the taxes and everything myself on this on this bank book. I, it was unbelievable. Wow! Isn't that so, something? So the easy life that I'm living right now is due to the, uh, all that work that I did then. You know what, Judy? Why did they originally want to start the foundation? How how did that all start? Do you know? Um, I believe in 1972, some people um, who probably had a, a relationship with people with epilepsy decided that they wanted to start an organization. <clears throat> yeah, I've, all, I, I've always wondered about that because I would just assume it had to have something to do with somebody connected with epilepsy. It would. Had, it, here's what happened, Joyce. They did that in 1972, and they put together a board of directors. And But these people didn't, the way that they used to raise money is they would stand on the street corners canning and selling helium balloons for like 25 cents or however anybody wanted to, much than what somebody wanted to put in the can. So they'd stand there selling balloons. That was their idea of a special event. And then a woman by the name of Polly Phillips uh, son had intractable seizures. You know, he was born, there was nothing wrong with him, and, and at the age of five, he started having seizures, and they would not quit. I mean, he had every kind of seizure. He had Lennox Gesto. And um, so she got involved with the Epilepsy Foundation, and then she got her brother, Rich Ryan, involved with the Epilepsy Foundation, and then they went to Steve Froggy Morris, and they asked him if he would put on a golf tournament, for the foundation, and they did that. They, that was the first fundraiser that they ever did. That was the cornerstone uh, of the foundation. That went on for 25 years uh, until Frog passed away. Um, and it, it was their passion, you know, that got you know uh, leaders from the Pittsburgh area together on the board of directors. They used to have their board meetings at Froggy's, and then Douglas Dick came on board. And he said, you know, this really isn't professional. And then we started having our board meetings at the Duke Cane Club in the Dick Suite and continue to do so today. Wow. So I was very lucky that I had people. I mean, um, they were there, but no one was really asking them to do a lot. And so, uh, you know, I started having, you know, galas and, and other things. And, you know, like we started raising money. We started going to the state and getting money there. We applied for grants and got money that way. Um, I used to have a, a sign in my office where Moses is standing there 
on top of the mountain <clears throat> with the Ten Commandments in his hand, and he's looking up towards the heavens, and he's saying, but where's the funding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. the truth. Yeah, where's the funding? Isn't that the truth? <laughs> no money, no program. Yeah, right. And, um, you know, that's why, you know, this is not, you know, this is a business where we're able to help hire people to help other people. But, you know, it's a business, you know, just like your business is a business. If you want to pay your employees, you have to have money in order to do that. Yep. Keep the doors yeah. open to pay for the telephones, to have computers, you know. Right. Just uh, one of the things that have to happen, and it doesn't happen by magic. That's for sure. We know that for a fact. Yes. Well, Judy, who was the first person you hired then? Well, the first person I hired was a program director uh, that had worked at UCP with uh, Phil Condolucci, and his name was Rick Boyle. And um, he worked here for about three, maybe three to five years, um, and uh, then he left to go and work within the school systems. And I actually came back about two years ago. Back uh, to the foundation. Yeah, he's he's working here now. Isn't that something? What a great story, huh? Yeah, yeah. He it was it was kind of you know that he no longer wanted to work within that system and and how it was working and and as you know all the cuts that are being made to the schools and to children with disabilities and he just couldn't work there any longer and and still believed in the mission of this organization and works very well. I mean, some of the people, um, believe it or not, that he worked with uh, when he was here are still around and still remember him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when did you hire uh, Peggy then? When, when Rick left. Uh, when he left, I needed another program director and Alan Kukovich, who was in the House of Representatives at the time, um, used to come down. Uh, Rick Boyle introduced him to me, and he used to come to our uh, our organization and give talks to uh, people with epilepsy and and tell us how to go about getting funding from the state. And um, so Alan... Uh, when Rick left, I was talking to Alan, and Alan, Peggy was an intern for Alan when she was in college. She went to Seton Hill, and she was an intern in Harrisburg for Alan Kukovich for Westmoreland County. And she was working there in, you know, uh, another sort of a programmatic person, but she was also working with people uh, who were in homes and, and working with them. So Alan mentioned uh, Peggy to me, and uh, she came in for an interview, and she was just so knowledgeable about government and about programs and about funding and and so many things, you know, that we were we were sitting there, and it was in the evening. She came in after work, and I said, I was so impressed by everything that she was doing and talking. I said, when can you start? And she looked at me like I had two heads. It was like, you know, don't you put an application? I mean, it just, it just, it was an immediate clicking. You know, we immediately hit it off and, uh, you know, we're now at the point where we can finish each other's sentences. So it, um, <coughs> 
so I hired her immediately, and she's been here for 20 years. Isn't that something? Yeah, it's great. You know what yeah. that's like. Oh, yes, I do. Having great people, I know very well what that is. And, and how about your board? How did you form the board, and who was the first chair? I guess there already was a board because they hired you. Right. There was a board because they hired me, and at that particular time, Rick Rich Ryan, who was the sister of Polly Phillips, um, president of Corporate Jets, um, and the uncle of Johnny Phillips, who had Lennox Gasto, was the board president. And, you know, we sort of kept that up for a, a while, and then we decided that, you know, he had been the president for a long time. It was time to start, you know, having presidents, you know, having terms, you know, three-year terms for two terms, and then finding new people to have, you know, be president. So after, you know, Douglas Dick then became the president after retrying. Mm-hmm. And then Tom Tim. See, see, Judy, I understand exactly why you want to be around your family uh, more and why you want to live in a you know nice place. But I cannot believe you're just going to be able to. You, you run so fast. I do. And run do fast. so much. I just can't believe you're going to be able. Okay, here I am looking at the beach. What am I going to do? Go see my family. Well, I, I would imagine that I'm going to find something to do in St. Augustine if I get bored. When I get oh, bored. Oh, you you mean in two days? Well, you know, I have to unpack the boxes and things like that. Um, so, uh, if you don't know this woman, let me just tell you, she's a dynamo. She is involved. She helps so many people. She does so much uh, with the Epilepsy Foundation, twenty four by seven thinking about it constantly, so it's just hard for me to believe you will be able to slow down. Well, I, I don't intend to slow down. Um, I, I intend to have some respite, you know, Take, but I know, you know, my husband is very much the same way. I mean, he has been, you know, serving the children, you know, he's been with Children's Hospital for 40 years, and he's been serving them and and children. I mean, he's a pediatric neurologist all those years, and, um, I, you know, he's planning on doing woodworking and is excited about that, and he's excited about fishing uh, in the ocean and things like that, but, you know, it's it's going to be a huge adjustment. I, I, I know that it's going to be a huge adjustment. Mm-hmm. I think it's very good that I'm leaving uh, the city. Right away, because God knows I'd be coming down here for lunch every day, probably. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll still be bothering you. You'll never get away from from. I hope I never get away from you. Never. No. no, I never want to get away from you. Well, you won't. So I'm just telling you now, so you know. Who would I have to help me with my zippers? I know that Judy and Joyce Moen. Uh, Judy and Joyce moment is that I think I was getting ready to speak or something at this gala. I think it was epilepsy. And, oh, yeah, it was Tony um, was being honored. Who was? Tony was being oh, honored. Oh, that's even more serious. In, so New, York, in New York City, uh, we had a limo, remember? We, we you know, all stayed in the hotel, and and, um, and you invited us as a guest, Peggy and I as guests to your table. And we got a limo for us to take us down to, because 
we it just so happened that President Bush and the UN were meeting in New York that week, so mm-hmm. everything was just packed. It was September twenty mm-hmm. sixth, I remember it well. Mm-hmm. And Tony was being honored, so there were a lot of people coming in to honor Tony. And uh so we had all this and uh I came up to later. So in all of that excitement, especially with Tony, oh my God, I have to look I really have to look perfect. And then so you, used you, the you of course had to talk, and, and, and there were, I mean, there were huge dignitaries there, uh, you know. Um, yes, that's right. Pres- and when I came out of the uh, restroom, when I went to, you know, put on, fix my hair, oh my goodness, my zipper is stuck. Right. What am I going to do on the side of this long gown, gownish type dress? That's what I call them. What am I going to do? And who would I see but Judy? <laughs> and I am in one hysteric. Here's what it was like. Judy, you got to help me right now. You got to help me. I said, calm down. And calm you know, down. You, we'll now, you look just as. I mean, you look like okay. I'll help you. I'll help you. And then, of course, then after we look back on this, it was. One of the many Judy <laughs> Joyce moments. One right. of many. But I, I certainly will never forget that because I've had so much fun with you. Um, and, and one of the things, I guess when you say fun with Judy Painter, you think of the Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is absolutely the best gala in Pittsburgh, the most talked about, just wonderful, of course, raising money for epilepsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, Judy, how, how'd you think of that? Well, I happened to be part of um, something that was called the EELC at the time. It was called the Epilepsy Executive Leadership Council. And um, they had a meeting in New Orleans, uh, I believe in January. And if you talk to people in New Orleans, you know, Mardi Gras is not Fat Tuesday. I mean, you know, like right after Christmas, they start celebrating Mardi Gras. They have, you know, like a cruise, you know, and, and Mardi Gras celebrations going on every weekend. And we happened to be down there and for this Mardi Gras celebration. And um, uh, I was with uh, Arlene Gorelick, who I thought was a very staid, you know, person and things like that. And... And, you know, we were standing there and people were throwing beads and cups and, on, and you know, had masks and all this sort of thing. And, and uh, you know, she was jumping over curbs and, Mr., Mr., give me beads, give me beads. And I, I thought to myself, wow, this is something that's really going to, you know, if she can do it, if Arlene's going to do that, this is something that's a good idea. So I came back to Pittsburgh and talked to uh, Froggy and Peter, Froggy Morris and Peter Rockwell, and I brought them a shoebox, you know, with you know these cups and doubloons and the mask, and and I said, you know, let's have an event in Pittsburgh that is fun. You know, it's, it's there's not going to be a lot of speeches. It's going to be Mardi Gras themed. We'll have a king, and uh, it's just going to be fun. You know, we're not. It's you know, no paying for drinks. No. Uh, buying, uh, you know, silent auction items, no auctioning, a bunch of things. I said, you know, we're just, we're just, this is just going to be fun. So the first person, and Steve uh, Morris asked Hartley King to be our first king, and believe it or not, we had 780 people at our first Mardi Gras. Wow. And everybody who was there absolutely loved it. 
I mean, we had all the balloons. I mean, we have we keep on upping the decorations, but um, at that time we just had like filled the whole place with balloons and 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 all that sort of thing, and it just went over. And so we've had repeat people coming back every year. This year we decided to raise the prices, uh, and thank you for getting uh, David and Cindy Shapiro. They have been very very popular. So um, we have, and then we had, you know, different levels. So we have seven um, $15,000 sponsorships, seven $10,000 sponsorships, and I believe 50 or 51 um, $5,000 sponsorships and six people on a waiting list. Is that not awesome? Yes. Wow, that and, is And so... this happened before we sent out our invitations. This was like, you know, I it was like, you're almost embarrassed to send out the invitation because, you know, people respond. And one <clears> person <throat> called and wanted to buy a table, and, and we said we didn't have any left. And they said, well, what if we paid more? And then, of course, we couldn't say no to that. So where are they? They're going to be there. <laughs> they paid 10000 instead of five. Wow. So that's, that's what I say. How many people will be at this? We're trying to keep it at 700 because, as you know, Joyce, that room gets a little bit crowded. Yeah. So I'm trying to keep it at 700 people so that um, it's, it doesn't, uh, you know, so that people are, aren't stepping on people. I mean, unfortunately, last year it was so crowded that a person couldn't fit into their seat and they left. So... I didn't want that ever to happen again. So we're going to, it really worked out well with changing the pricing, and uh, we didn't lose any people. Wow, that is great. Oh, it is. It is such a great event. And, Judy, I give you all the credit, the idea. You're a visionary. You know, I I just, I'm always so proud when I go to that. I am. It is just the most phenomenal Event. So give me one example of one of the funniest things you remember. Well, I'll give you a Mardi Gras that, example. Okay. okay? Uh, so it, it takes a lot of time to set up for the Mardi Gras, and people work very hard. And um, very often people I hire, I hire right out of college because the Epilepsy Foundation is not known for making, you know, paying people the most amount of money, although we have very good benefits. Um. But, you know, a darling young girl by the name of Kristen Lesker, it's different now, she's married, Um, we decided we had uh, the Hannahs, who are a real estate company in Pittsburgh, and and they're known for being Irish. So we decided to get them a uh, Fabergé egg that you opened up, and inside of it, it was a clover. It was an Irish, you know, it was green and it had clovers and that sort of thing. And we decided to give that as our gift. Instead of giving people plaques, we like to give them gifts that, that, that you know, they can remember us by. And so um, it's 4 o'clock, and um, Kristen goes into the room to get the, uh, you know, we used to get these from Bailey Banks and Biddle, and they were in these big velvet boxes and, and that sort of thing. And she goes in to get it, to put it on the podium, so it's there for the person to give to the Hannahs. And it wasn't there. It wasn't there? No, it was gone. 
The egg was gone. <laughs> the egg was gone. Our Fabergé egg, you know, the $2,000 egg, it was gone. <gasps> and it was like, oh, my God. And, and her mother was there, and she was just devastated. The poor thing was devastated. And me, I'm like, get another egg. They're <laughs> calling somebody, you have to get another egg. You know, so they called somebody else, <laughs> had an egg. I mean, they had one more egg, and we were like, oh, thank God, somebody's got to go out to the South Hills to get this egg, you know, like to get it, and blah, blah, blah. You know, like, and this time, you know, like, it's three thirty, four o'clock. Wouldn't you know it, <laughs> policemen saw these two people coming out of the Westin with this Bailey Banks and Biddle <laughs> box in their backpack. It was sticking out of their backpack. So they stopped them and said, where did you get this? Yeah, and so they couldn't explain. They didn't have a receipt. They didn't have anything. And so all the, we called the police to report it, and all of a sudden the police returned it to us. It came back within an hour. Wow. That's God watching over the Epilepsy Foundation. You know that, don't you? Yes. But that yes. was, you know, I mean, could you imagine the egg is gone, and then, you know, they, these people went in, the door wasn't locked, apparently, and solved it and decided they were going to take it probably and sell it or something. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, you know what? you got to give the Pittsburgh police credit, though, for picking up on that. Well, I do. I do give them credit for that, and I give them credit for that, that all the, you know, all the dots were connected. You know, it wasn't that, you know, someone found this and didn't hear about the fact that we lost this at the Westin. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, what is the likelihood that, you know, all of this would happen within an hour that we have, we would have this fact that these people would be apprehended and 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 all that sort of thing. And they were apprehended and it was returned to the police and it was returned to us. Well, do you ever remember anything at one of the galas where you just laughed harder than ever? It's something that happened. Do you ever remember something like that? I laugh a lot at the galas. <laughs> Are you thinking of a certain circumstance? No, no, oh. I'm just asking you. Well, that, I, that, I guess the that, reason that you... happened, but I, that, it wasn't exactly funny, but it was, let me see, that I laughed so hard. Well, this isn't very, maybe this is, a, I don't know, sometimes, you know, you have a... a, a, a I hope there's not a lot of people listening, but Froggy Morris used to be our MC, and he was a pretty rough character. And on the day of Mardi Gras, a friend of his passed away, and so in their Irish tradition, they sort of had a wake at his bar that that afternoon. So he came in, and he sort of had like this brown, I mean, one of these uh, Chambord-type, Shirts, you know, the blue ones that, you know, jeans shirts with a tuxedo. He didn't have uh, anything else on, and I knew that he had been drinking, you know. And I thought, oh, my God, what are we going to do, you know. And so he's introducing people. And um, Jeffrey Romoff was going to crown the next king. And so, yeah, I mean, we had a really big affair, and I think it may have been Tom O'Brien, and he goes, and... Now I'd like to introduce Mr. Jeffrey Romanoff. <laughs> <laughs> I said Romanoff. He says Romanoff, Romanoff. What the difference is it? Oh, oh my God! 
Well, I'm sure that did make a difference there, Judy. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm sure that did make a difference. Well, I must say, the reason you had a hard time thinking of these things because every one of them is so much fun. I mean, I laugh at every one of them. It isn't like some of these galas, you know, some of them... You know. Yeah, you're not sitting there waiting for your next uh, course until they sell another $100,000 or something. That, yeah, that's right. And, um, and, and yeah, I've been to not just one. I, I mean, I, even other groups, I've been to them where it was so long, you know, and in between food and everything else. And it is never like that. Never. Never. No. I think no. that's why we have so many people who come back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is... For a good cause, people are happy. They all get what it's for. Uh, because people always say to me, "Joyce, it's your Mardi Gras." <laughs> and I'll say, "It's yes, not it my Mardi Gras, but yes, I have epilepsy." But you know, I mean, people really love this event. They, they do. do. They do. They, they really love it, as they should. I mean, I just think it's. I just. I think it is the best. I own, and by the way, I think we do have the best uh, affiliate. So now I know this is heard. This show is heard wide, far. So you know, and I, I know, and, and it's you and I talking. And I'm sure that most people are not interested in Mardi Gras and and my experiences here. Judy, uh, everyone's interested in you. Of course. <laughs> Did you know that? They're all interested in you. Yes. All right. Well, Judy, I, before we end this show in a little bit, you know what I wanted to talk about? The affiliates. Because, you know, when I think of all my years going to different events that you were at, you know, so much a part of it was being with all the executive directors. You know, I really liked that. You know, I, I really did. I really treasure those times. That just made it even more real. You know what I mean? But I wondered, how about you? How, how do you feel about uh, your time, spending all this time with the affiliates? Well, it, it this whole experience has been, uh, you know, this is not work, Joyce. This has been, you know, a passion, and it's been part of my life, and I don't think of it as work. And I know that the affiliates and the executive directors that I've worked with over the years feel the same way. Uh, they have a passion for the cause. They work very hard for the cause. They care about people with epilepsy. And I've been privileged to work with uh, so many fine executive directors. Um, and I feel that, uh, you know, as you know, they're, they're the people who are on the ground uh, working day-to-day and answering the phones and meeting with people with epilepsy and going to IEP meetings and and uh, trying to find better ways to provide services and make sure that uh, people aren't bullied or uh, that they don't lose jobs, you know. So they're... Or just sometimes we're here to listen to other people. Um, but uh, we're very, uh, uh, it, it's a group of very, very dedicated people um, who probably know epilepsy more than anyone because they're dealing, you know, you have one kind of epilepsy. You know, when we're talking to people with epilepsy at the affiliate level, we're dealing with, you know, like parents, we're dealing with adults, we're dealing with people with significant seizures, you know, epilepsy is a spectrum disorder. So we're dealing with people who, 
you know, a child, you know, may have um, developed Lennox Gastaut at a very early age or infantile spasms, and, you know, I've seen that where a child has passed away. I've, I've experienced SUDEP. I've gone to funeral homes. I held moms. I've, uh, it's just, uh, I've been proud, you know, of people like you and Tony and Jordan and Bridget and people who haven't been able to, you know, overcome, you know, any of the the feelings that come along with epilepsy and and never let that touch them part of their lives. But some people have no choice, you know. Some people are developmentally delayed and some people are superstars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, hey, Judy, I don't want to interrupt you here, but we have a caller on the line okay. right now that would like to uh, speak to you. Caller, are you there? I'm so afraid. Uh, Joyce, I am here. And Judy, this is Warren Lambert. Warren, how are you? Well, I'm great. And I just want to say, yes, you are. as chairman of the Epilepsy Foundation, that I want to thank you for your outstanding service. We're very sorry to lose you. Oh. In this role, at least. You know, <laughs> I, epilepsy will always be my passion, Warren. Um, and... Uh, you unfortunately will never lose me. I won't be bothering you, but um, I'll always think about epilepsy and well, the people um, that I've worked with all of these years. And, well, and you know, I know I, it's true. so wonderful and, and to I, know that you are the leader, the current leader of the Epilepsy Foundation National, and uh, all, all of the new ideas and and uh, exceptional staff and people that you've brought to the organization. I look forward to it growing under your leadership. And well, I'll be thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I, I would love to ask you what you, as a longtime leader of a local affiliate, would like to see from National and sort of from the network together as we look forward. Well, this is not going to be a surprise. Uh, what I want to, what I look forward to in the future is uh, our ability to brand the Epilepsy Foundation, that epilepsy is no longer going to be a bad word, and that, uh, you know, like that we work with people, and if it takes putting seizures, I know this isn't popular, but, you know, we have to let people know who we are, and there are people who have seizures uh, that have other disabilities, mm-hmm. And they are not being served by us. Um, I'd like to help all people who have seizures and epilepsy. You know, they don't necessarily call it epilepsy. But branding has always been uh, a very big part of what I wanted to do. I think from probably the first year I started, you know, I was talking to Tim Pedley, who was the head of the PEB at the time. And I said, you know, on television, when you see someone, you know, be at that time a big... Uh, Ad was, you know, here's your brain, here's the egg, here's what happens to your brain. Like, and they put the egg and fries, the egg. Uh, this is what alcohol and drugs do to your brain uh, when, when something like that happens. And I said, you know, donors watch that, um, legislators watch that, people with epilepsy watch that, communities watch that, corporations watch those things, you know, so. If there's some message that we could get across that way to explain in 15 or 30 seconds uh, what it is to have epilepsy and why we need help and services, uh, 
that's it. Branding epilepsy is the biggest thing that I would like and have, you know, let people know that we are here. Because a lot of people don't even, don't even know that we exist. How many people are there with epilepsy that don't know we exist? Well, well that's I think really, you're absolutely right. And yeah, I, that, you know, that is a great challenge. So, you know, if you need someone to talk to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this rebranding initiative is going to be part of our new strategic plan and something that is badly needed. And, it has um, been. For, you know, I'd love your continued input. You know, I, I do think we should bring epilepsy into the name personally and of course, we have to bring it into, into into today's culture. I mean, we have to, and with social media and so many uh, different ways to do it, I, I think that we we will. I I I know that we can do, but it's going to take, as I was saying to Joyce before, you know, no money, no program. So we've got to figure out a way to get a lot of money to and get people to know how important that is. Yeah, there's a way to always keep that name, Epilepsy Foundation, but somehow say something about seizures because. Um, even uh, Northrop Grumman at a meeting told us it's very hard to go back and get funding when you totally change a name. It goes through this huge, huge process. But no matter what, you know how I feel about that. Yeah. You know, I have epilepsy. That's what it is. Um, so, but well, I will I know, tell you. And, I will, and, but, I you will didn't, t- but you didn't know that until Tony told you that. Yeah. So, That's because all those doctors told me to say seizure disorder instead well, they of epilepsy. Still, they still do that, Joyce. I know, but I don't listen, but I know. <laughs> so, yeah, hey, I would think hey, we have to reach those people who, think, you know, who, who have a seizure disorder, and that's basically what epilepsy is. So. Well, I had one doctor say the difference between a seizure disorder and epilepsy is the difference between a female and a woman. Yes. So good. Yes. Well, why he told me not to say that is because of the stigma with that word. He said, "Don't, don't, don't tell anyone that." Then I met Tony, and Tony so he said, "No, that's epilepsy." Yeah. Why? So he perpetuates the stigma by telling you that. Correct. <laughs> by by telling you not to say exactly. Yeah. But anyway, hey, Warren, uh, first of all, this is Warren Lambert, and, you know, what an honor it is, Warren, to have you call in. And Warren is our new chairman of the board of the National Epilepsy Foundation, and he is doing a tremendous job, and we are just so fired up having him in that role. Um, So, Warren, thank you for calling in. All right. Well, Judy, again, thank you so much. And um, I hope you thank will you pay attention. You always have an open <laughs> invitation you, for coming to Pittsburgh. Sure. Okay, bye-bye. 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 Well, that was very nice. It was. That it was, was very, very nice of Warren to call. Yes, that was very nice. So, Judy, you've told me about so many things here, but I have to ask you, all these things you've done, at the Epilepsy Foundation. Now, looking back on it, what would you say was your greatest accomplishment? Uh, my greatest accomplishment was, gosh, um, I guess my greatest accomplishment, Joyce, is the fact that, you know, I've grown this office and um continue to help people with epilepsy. You know, uh, more and more people are helped every day. We do continue to do more outreach. Uh, we follow the mission of the organization. And um, 
I know that when I leave, that is going to continue and get better. Um, you know, I, I, I think that I built a strong foundation for the organization. As I said, when I came here, uh, our first investment was a $10,000 savings, uh, uh, what do you call them? Those bonds that you buy? You mean for the organization and IRA? Is that what you mean? An IRA, yeah. That was, that was the first, you know, I asked the board, you know, I thought we had $10,000 extra for one year, and that was our first investment. How about that? And as well, you, you well know, know what, as you, know you well know, you we mean? have several million dollars now, and yeah. if we lose some funding, we can continue. And um, I think that I think that's no, what that I'm is it. Proud. If someone would ask me what your greatest accomplishment was, I would say the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA. I mean, you grew it. You started it, you grew it, you have a great staff, but you were the driver from the beginning. What a great legacy that is. I think so. So, Judy, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Well, I I just want everyone to know uh, that, you know, we all, I I look forward to, and the Epilepsy Foundation and all the people in the country look forward to working together. Uh, to keep talking about epilepsy, uh, to keep working on increasing the awareness about epilepsy. And although we, I'll be in Florida, if anybody asks me about epilepsy, I'll be wearing my purple band, bandanas and, and purple gear. And, I, you know, it's just always going to be part of my life. And um, I just, uh, that's what it's going to be. Well, I, I'm I'm committed to this 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 work, and I'm committed to the FLFC Foundation. I'm committed to uh, all the work that's being done, and um, will always be. Judy, we love you. We all love you. I, and as I said at the beginning, I am going to all miss of your you. Efforts. Well, I'm going to miss you so much. When I think of Pittsburgh, and when I think of you know when I. Uh, really was getting Bender Consulting Services going, absolutely, I think of you. I think of you, the disability community. I think of you. Oh, I know I'm going to cry on the air. Well, Wouldn't that we be all terrible? are going to cry. <laughs> yeah, but I do love you, and I know you will keep going. And listen, I'll make sure you keep going. You can't get away from a Bender. <laughs> I have no intention of ever can't doing that. can't get away from a Bender. Well, Judy... I'm not going to say goodbye. I'm going to say no. see you soon. You're just a little bit further away. We'll be driving you crazy. Um, but you know we went end every show with a quote by a great person that has influenced others. And today the quote is, when we give cheerfully and accept gratefully, everyone is blessed, said Maya Angelou. And Judy... That's you. You give cheerfully and you accept gratefully. That quote is for you. Thank you, this Joyce. Is God bless Joyce you. Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you all next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 